Bob Myers joining us from Boston, right? Or did you uh, come home, Bob? Boston. All right. Uh, all right. Yeah. Not anymore. And Eagles. Not anymore. I got no. Uh, I have no affinity to any team or any human being. It's one of my shortcomings. Uh, let me ask you this to start out because we're just talking about Draymond Green. How how much of your job is to seriously like pay attention to everything that's out there? Because you know he he said something interesting today on uh, a podcast on his podcast. Like, did you? Are you aware of that? About oh well, you're going to tell me. So well, I can't. I, we almost okay. play it for him. Yeah, you're going to. Yeah, you know what? No, I honestly don't know what you're talking about. Okay, but, you know what? What play it? It's it's first of all, it's it's not bad. So here you go. Here you go. This is Draymond. I think a lot of our um, shortcomings this year is my fault. Why is it my fault? Because I have not been the leader that I am and that I need to be for this team. And the reason that I have not been that leader is also my fault, right? Like, I think we all know what happened with your young Wolverine brother, um, JP. And so for me, I've kind of had to walk a fine line of not really being Draymond. And when I'm not really being myself, that's not the best thing for this team. And so where where we've struggled is accountability. And, and accountability on the defensive end, accountability on the offensive end. You know the accountability that it takes to have a winning team. And that's my role on this team. And I fell short in that area. Yeah, so there it is, Bob. I mean, I don't expect you to react to it, but let me... Let me I loved it, Bob. Now that he yeah. put it out yeah. there, now that he put it out there, did yeah. you see a change in his leadership after that incident? When did he put that out there today? Yeah, or yeah, today or yeah. yesterday. Well, I don't. We'll find out. But I like what he said. I do. I, he, I think people listening or watching his leadership. Uh, it, it has been a huge reason for our success. It really has. And I know Curry's Curry and Clay's been. And we have a lot of great players. And Curry's done a great job. But Draymond's leadership. Um, I, I could ask you, too, how much you think it matters or not, but being in the building and seeing the team every day, he does, it is his, that's his thing. That's what, that's his skill. That's his elite skill, is his leadership. Um, he is respected. I mean, I, 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 around the league, um, coaches and GMs, they don't like the guy because of some of the things he says and does, but I tell you what, if you want to win, um, he helps you win at the highest level. It's yeah, it's funny, Bob, and, and I'll just give you a little back and yeah. forth with Guru. You know, Guru heard that, and he loves it. And, I, yeah. I, and I've, I'm and i going to meet him halfway now. It's like, I'm not going to fault a guy for apologizing, but I'm also like, there's a part of me that's like, just just shut up and do it. You know, just just yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so yeah. funny how he can be polarizing that way. Well, I think you're both right, because... I don't think, I think Draymond's saying, I think he's agreeing with both of you. I think he's saying, I haven't been doing it. Um, and that um, it's my fault, you know, his fault that he hasn't been. And he, then he explained the why of it. So you're sitting here now, now, three weeks from now, a month from now, two months from now, if you're saying, Matt, you're saying, well, he didn't do it, or I didn't see it, then you got a valid point. But if he's saying, if this is what Draymond's saying today, and, and this is, he kind of recorded it in the last few days, or I don't know when he recorded it. Um, then you say, okay, all right, so you said it, you, you're, you're holding yourself accountable, so let's see it. And um, then, then I think, Matt, then, then you can say if you haven't, look, 
I don't care what you said. I want to see what you do. So I think you're both. I didn't hear the argument or discussion, but I think you both got valid points. Hey, Bob, let me ask you this, because last time you were on with us, you were like, Goo, you know, we got to see who we are. Things got to play out before I find out which direction we're going to go. And I just look at Wiseman not being available in Kaminga. And I want to ask you, how much of that kind of stops that process for you? Or do you kind of say, I know what they are. Okay, we still got to do this or add this or that. If we do, how does that all work? Or does that throw a monkey wrench in your plans? Man, I, I, I wish it's too bad they missed this last stretch when we were so thin. And the, both of those guys are going to be back relatively soon. It would have been nice to get more information from a valuation standpoint, Goo, because we were pretty thin there without Steph and missing some guys, Wiggins, and then those uh, Wiseman and Kaminga were out. And they would have played more. We, we were down to eight or nine guys. And now we're relatively healthy, but for those, Jermichael and those other two guys, I guess Iguodala's out now. But... Yeah, look, we're trying to figure out who we can lean on, who, who the top eight are, who the top nine are. And I can't sit here and tell you that's been determined. So, yeah, that's too bad. I mean, it's not, a lot of teams deal with it, but in a perfect world, we would have had the last few weeks to see both those guys. And then you, me, Matt, anybody that's watching would have had an opinion on what they were or what they weren't. But the, the unknown part makes it the toughest because with the deadline coming up, you say, well, which we do, and you really want to feel like you've got three, four guys, four and a half, three and a half, coming off the bench for the final stretch. I think we've got some guys that can do it or that are sitting on the roster right now, but I don't think anybody would say, coaches myself, that it's crystal clear as to who that is. Right. Bob Myers joining us on 95.7 The Game. It's the executive show brought to you by Yellow Sack. I would like you to... Uh, explain to Warrior fans the situation, if you can, with, with Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome, and I'll set it up. You have 14 guaranteed contracts, which means you have one open spot. These two guys, Ty, Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb, are two-way contracts, which are different, but they have limitations on them. Go, go, can you take it from there? Uh, yeah, so they have limitations on the amount of games they can play, and I I don't know if they, you know, each have 14 left or 15 or 13 or 12. I don't, I don't know the exact number. Somewhere in there. Uh, so we have to make a decision when those games are up. Now, you can choose to make them inactive and stretch those games out, Matt. You don't have to okay. use up, you know, in the next 12 right. games. We're not required to play them. So you can, you can stretch that out. The reason why we would potentially stretch it out or not, and the reason why they probably played more than we thought, one, they both played pretty well. Two, we've had some injuries. Um, so now we got to see what we're going to do. We have that cushion of a roster spot, uh, but we also have the deadline coming up, and we got to see where we are, where they are, where the roster is. So we have a little bit of flexibility, but there is a moment in time where you can't just keep playing them um, every game uh, because you'll run out before you have to roster them. So I think that kind of answers your question as far as what you were asking. Bob, I'm always telling Steiny, you guys are champs. There's nothing like that championship DNA and pedigree. And I got a saying, worry about what goes on in your own backyard. My dad used to always say that. But with that said, Bob, it's your job to know, you know, what the other teams are doing. And I told Steiny just a few minutes ago, not everybody's not lighting it on fire, Bob. You know, other teams that Denver's okay, Memphis does that kind of give you guys more confidence that, okay, somebody's got to take it from us and beat us four out of seven, but have you noticed that the West, nobody's really doing their thing? 
I think both. I mean, I like your dad. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, I like your dad's comment the most as far as worry about what's going on in your own house or your own building. If, if that's not in order, it really doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Um, so that that's first. But, yeah, I mean, you'd be, you have to look around. I, I tell people in the years where you know, the Duncan, Parker, Ginobili, or Shaq, Kobe years, you'd be an idiot not to look at those teams and go, can we really beat that team? I mean, honestly, can we beat them? So, so there is part of looking around. Now, I don't think you should rely on, well, nobody's running away with it, so we're good. That's not, that's a loser mentality, too. So I don't really look at, we're only three back from the five seed. I, I, that, that to me is not, um, we gotta, we gotta play our best and do what we do. And hopefully for the next however many games, establish some, establish some continuity, establish some, some rotation, some rhythm, some, some consistency. And then worry about whoever we're playing. But as far as, the West, yeah, I mean, it's, it's there's there's more parity than there's ever been. I mean, we were a team that I'm sure teams looked at in the 17, 18, 19 years and said, what are we, if they were being honest, they'd say, I don't know if we can beat those guys, no matter what we do. I don't know that there's a team out there that exists right now um, in the league, and there has been teams like that. So you do look at both, but more importantly, you look in the mirror and see what your own team is doing. Yeah, I'm wondering about that, Bob, because I, I, if you go back to, the, let's say, the, the Houston rivalry days, uh, they, they knew exactly for a year or two, maybe three, who they had to leapfrog to, to get to the NBA Finals, and it was you guys. Uh, at 22 and 22, do you look up the ladder and say, man, Memphis and Denver, we, we, like you saying, we might need this to beat them. In terms of a of, of a move, I think I don't think any team thinks their roster is perfect. Any GM ever, so you're always looking, Matt. You're always looking to improve. Um, this notion of they didn't make a deal, so they think their roster is perfect. Both things can be true. You cannot make a deal and not think your roster is perfect because the truth is, trades are hard to make. Um, look, do we think we can contend? Yeah, uh, but but to make a deal. As far as a certain player, you have to presume if you're us, that's a player that can play in the playoffs. Uh, that's a player that can play 15, 20 minutes in the playoffs. Because doing a deal at the deadline for a player that, that, that can't perform in the playoffs probably doesn't make a ton of sense. But I don't want people hearing that thinking, well, the Warriors don't. They think they've got it all figured out. Both can be true. Deals are hard to do. Rosters are imperfect. Um, so we gotta, we got to look. we got to try. Everybody's got to try. Even if you got the best record in the league, when the years where we were uh, at the top of the league, we still made calls, took calls, didn't end up doing anything. Uh, that's probably the best roster I'll ever be a part of. Is, is were those those years? Um, so if you're looking at, can, we're not we're not that team, uh, but can we repeat? Can we get back in the hunt? We'll see. Um, and, and that's what we got to find out. Some, but Ritter, Ritter reminded me the Celtics were. 22 and 22. Right. Well, there you go. They went on some run. But I, what, what, I, don't, know, I don't know how relevant that is. <laughs> yeah, they were young. Bob, yeah. let, me, let me pick your brain here real quick because I know life's about opportunities and taking advantage of situations, and the game's just not about numbers. But since you've been here, your tenure with the Golden State Warriors, can you talk to us about Anthony Lamb and if – on your, you, you know, where you rank him or how surprised you are it just how poised and mature he plays? Or are you not surprised at all and you expected this? Because I'm shocked. Well, our group, uh, headed by Kent Lacob and, and uh, Ryan Atkinson, David Fatoki, they, they've done a really good job of bringing in, whether it was Peyton, I'm um, going back to Toscano Anderson, Damian mm. Lee, 
you know, I get the credit, but but really, they they put these guys in front of us and um, give us a chance to see them. So Lamb was in in the summer, um, you know, kind of getting getting a look at him, and then they'll ask, say, who stands out to you? And I'll say, you know, that guy looked pretty good. Um, we knew that, um, you know, when Jerome became available, he was another guy that we thought might fit. Steve, Steve liked that opportunity. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as far as two-way guys go, I mean, we... we we probably couldn't do much better right. as far as grabbing them. Um, but you know, then you say, "Well, okay, you'd like you'd like to not be relying on your two way guys so much. You'd like to have the guys you signed, um, the ones you rely on, because two ways are kind of in emergency." So yeah, I mean, I'm happy for these guys. They've seized the opportunity, um, and uh, they, our group has done a really good job of finding these guys because uh, we've had to. We we don't have a ton to spend on kind of the roster from from 9 to 15 or 10 to 15 so we got to we got to take sh- chances on guys. Uh let me ask you about the podcast. Um, oh yeah. What what where the idea come from? What are you hoping to accomplish and how much you uh I guess it's uh, you donating all the money that you may get to the uh, Warrior Foundation. Yeah, well, um yeah, I like doing something charitable. That's a, for the for the our foundation's great. I mean, we're giving money to the kids in Oakland, San Francisco, and that's always good. Um, what do I like about it? I'm pretty much done doing them. I, I recorded them um, already. I think I have one or two more. I think what selfishly I like is I like hearing about people's stories, their leadership. Um, I love hearing everybody's different journeys. It's been great to to kind of ask people questions that I'm interested in. I like listening. I never get to ask questions. I'm always answering questions, which you don't learn a ton when you're on that side of it. I'd rather listen to other people talk than me. Um, and some of the stories that uh, you hear uh, are, are pretty amazing. And um, I like that. I, otherwise, I wouldn't do it. I, I mean, how often do you get to sit down with somebody for 45 minutes and ask them how they ended up where they, where they are, what matters to them, um, and I learned stuff. I, I think what's interesting about this job is even though we've had a lot of success, or I've been lucky to have success, I like to learn. Um, I like to, to, to hear from different people, different, different ways of doing things. I know the way I do it um, isn't perfect, and I know that there is no perfect way. So just listening to people, Matt, um, just like if I was sitting with you guys and hearing your stories and how you ended up where you are, I, just, I find it fascinating. I do. I, I would do it anyway. Um, and the fact that other people can watch it if, if they like it, great. But um, that's the reason. There's no, there's no big, huge um, reason but those. You know what, Bob? If you need a guest, you got my number. I, I'm, I'm playing. Scotty. I'm available. Bob, I got to ask you. You had a busy week. Talk to us about the White House visit. And how long were you there? Were you in and out or were you there all no, day? No, no, it's never in and out. I got lucky to do my third time um, because we I won in college. So I got lucky to go. That was Clinton. And um, and then we we saw uh, President Obama, and, and this was obviously Biden. It's pretty amazing. It really is. You, you gotta, you know. I never thought I'd be in in the White House. Besides, you know, a, a tour that anybody could go on. But we get to see some rooms that that um, I think most people can't see. They they treat you well. It was fun to watch the staff of the White House get excited about us. Um, you know, they were they were wanting pictures with us and people that worked at the White House. And um, it's, you know, it's one of those buildings you're in. And there's so much, his, clearly, history in the White House. And uh, seeing, seeing a president up close shaking his hand, um, those are things you'll tell your, your grandkids. And uh, it's, 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 uh, it's very personal, though, Goo. I mean, 
how you feel about it, um, how Matt might, how I might. Um, I'm glad my wife got to come with me. Oh wow! Which, which is which is great. But um, I don't know. It was great. I mean, I I, uh, I loved the whole thing. And and just for us during a season to pause and remember we won the championship last year and reflect upon it for a day before we just keep moving was uh, was pretty pretty nice. And um, you know, it's you should do it sometime. Find a reason to meet a president. Yeah. Bob Myers joining us on 95.7 The Game. It's the executive show sponsored by Yellow Sack. Uh, i got to ask you, because it's out there. I mean, the, uh, you know, it was reported you don't have a contract for next year. Is there anything going on with the, with the contract extension? And it's kind of, how do you... You're going to you know, ask me every two weeks, right? Oh, well, man. You know what? And it, it, listen, I, I was thinking about this before, and I was like, ah, should I even give Bob a heads up? And I'm like, he's going to know I'm going to ask him. <laughs> But um, you may, you're going to get asked about it probably every two weeks, yeah. if not by me. So I'm going to. I mean, I said it before. This, you know, not an exciting answer, but I really am focused on the season. I can't focus on that and this. You know, deadlines coming up. This, I know I don't coach and I obviously don't play, but there's an enormity just to each day um, of on the job, I, I, and I don't want to get my mind. I just want to give my full mm. attention to that, um, and and that's what I'm doing because I enjoy it. I enjoy coming up to a deadline, trying to figure out this team. I'm excited to go to this game tonight. I haven't been here since we won, um, so I'm just no, that's enjoying right. each each thing, Matt. So we can you can pick it up again and ask me two weeks if you want as well, <laughs> Bob. You can say I'm being nosy, but as you know, the Niners got a big game this Sunday at three thirty against Dallas to see who goes to the NFC Championship game that same day. 5.30, you guys play the Nets. Walk us through. Will you be at the crib, watch the game, head to the stadium? Will you be at the stadium to watch the whole game? How does Bob Myers take it all in? You can't. I mean, the problem is these playoff games last four <laughs> hours. Um, these, these, uh, which is, and they're, it's, it, I'm sure, I can't blame fans for watching the 49ers. Um, we'll see, we'll see how our crowd is. I'm, I'm I, I don't know how much crossover there is, but I'm sure they'll be putting the, the score up yeah. there. Um, you know, playoff football. Playoffs are anything. It's they, they got to take priority. Um, I know our game matters, but playoffs and every. I love watching playoffs of every sport: hockey, baseball, football. I'm with I, you. I just love that that um, that pressure, the competition. Um, I only know it from a GM standpoint to to kind of wonder what John Lynch is thinking um, during the game. Wow, the emotions of it, um, the the lead up to it, while it's going on, it's. Uh, I tell people, you know, a lot of people listening probably play fantasy football and and um, whatever fantasy sports they play, and 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 that's their version of being a GM. I said, yeah, what I do is the same thing. It's just picture that the winner of the uh, the league gets like millions of dollars, and all the losers get fired <laughs> from their job. Like yeah. that's it. That's that's the only difference. So it's a huge amount of pressure. Um, but that's what you do it for. So I obviously have one eye on the 49ers, and they're they're unbelievable. I yeah. mean, they look fantastic. And then the Cowboys. I remember my dad was a 49er fan um, all the way back to Kizar, and watching the 49ers, you know, Cowboy rivalry. It's this one's made for whatever TV uh, football fans all over. This will be two blue bloods uh, going at it. But what are you going to do is the bigger question. I mean, you're probably going to... I'm going to be at the game, Bob. I was, I, I was yeah. thinking about being at the game, so I'm going to be in the house somewhere hiding. But, yeah, I'm going to take it all in, Bob. So I'm excited, man. The Bay's on fire. But and you, we got, you're a... Uh, yeah. You're kind of going for the blue and silver. 
Right? Well, yeah, you know, I'm rooting for the Bay. I'm a Bay kid, Union City Bob. So even if the if Dallas loses, the Bay will be happy, and your boy will be happy. How about oh, that, brother? <laughs> yeah, uh, Bob. Uh, hey, I got I got one more, and it's out of left yeah. field for you, and it, it it's really only a question. It's a personal question. Uh-oh. So, um. Yeah, I'm looking at your UCLA career because I've this is, I've always been fascinated by this. All right, I never got a Division One scholarship. All right, I so I played Division Three and I had a nice career. Um, you actually, I'm looking at your numbers and you actually played more than I thought you you played. I mean, you did not play a lot at UCLA. Your senior year, you, you averaged eight minutes a game, but it looks like you played every single game. How many times when you were at UCLA and after did you ever think? Should I have gone to a smaller school where I could have been maybe a bigger fish? Or was just being on those great UCLA teams, you know, as an eighth or ninth or tenth man, was that good like was that good enough? That's a that's a really I can ask myself that question because I am envious of what you did. Because I th- I, I know people that play Division Three and that's probably where I would have, you know, right. played a lot more, I imagine. And, sure. and um and and experience that and that and there's if you love basketball you want to play i went the other way and kind of finally by my senior year got to play and actually got to start a few games but you're right didn't didn't play much at all first two years and and then started playing a little bit my junior you know but winning a national championship playing in the ncaa tournament um i don't that makes it hard to wish anything else right that's pretty crazy but but maybe if the championship didn't happen that would have been the thing though matt i i guess for me if you would have said low Division One and um, maybe not playing as much versus playing a lot of Division Three, and the, and the Division Three educations are obviously world class, I might have done that. Obviously, I didn't even have a chance. Nobody, like, did yeah, you, I didn't get recruited by Division Three right. either. But, but you know, you, then like well, let me ask you this: putting on the UCLA jersey sure. and looking up at the Raptors, yeah. that was it. Wasn't just any Division right. One in in my mind. So um, I can't. I don't regret it. But if I could go back, what you did. Um, for the for for my for my actual how good or I was or wasn't I would have done what you did like if I could have gotcha. redo and knew uh, that I interesting. not that I would regret yeah because I would have done what you did I would love to have done what you did too <laughs> yeah hey so when you were a senior did you did you think you were going to go to UCLA and and play or did you like I got an opportunity no, to make the UCLA thought, team and be I, I, part of that no, history no I I got recruited by Dabla Valley College which is the <laughs> community college um in the east bay i wasn't good until my senior high school and um i had an all-star game at dvc um and their coach 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 emilio called me and said hey why don't you come here um and this was after my season was over and i was already thinking my basketball was done and he said i can think i can get you maybe a scholarship to a pac-10 school and i thought man i've studied I've, i've worked hard i can get into some good schools uh, on my own, I don't know. I don't want to go to a junior college. Nothing against junior colleges, but I just thought I, I academically can get into some pretty good schools. So I applied to a bunch of schools, got in, um, sent VHS tapes to schools, <laughs> uh, which nobody responded. Um, and then I got to UCLA's campus, and I said, uh, I want to go to school here. And when I made that decision, I also felt in my mind. Bob, you're an idiot. You're, this is the, this is the last chance. This is the least likely place you can play basketball, because I picked the best basketball school to actually go to school. But then it kind of, you know, I don't, I don't want to bore you guys, but I got to try out, and um, so you made it as a walk on. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And then I made it as a walk on. They took one guy, uh, Coach Herrick, um, 
and then I didn't think I'd get to travel. They let me travel, and then I got a scholarship. So nice. Yeah, I I um I told them I was done. That was it. But but you know what? I like you guys. I think Goo, you still play. I yeah. Just, I wish I could back to play. I just like playing basketball. I never <laughs> never had to be in front of people or on TV. I just love the game. I I love playing it at any level. So. I just to play UCLA was unbelievable, but I would have been the guy in the pickup gym the whole four years anyway. So great stuff, man! All right, well, listen, Bob, we really appreciate all your time. Uh, Enjoy the games tonight and tomorrow. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks about your contract situation. All right, man. (laughs) All right, that's Bob Myers.